Hi there. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Despair on the Air. On the internet. I'm Gary. And I'm Angie. And tonight, we have cool, cool guests tonight. Who are they? Sure do. They go by the name of Cape Weather. Yes, we chatted with Natalie and Eric of Cape Weather from Los Angeles. We're coming to you live. Not really. Not live. We're coming to one of us post-second vaccine dosage. Very tired, but doing very well. Feeling, feeling pumped in the way you feel at the end of a good sleepover. So not like a sad, tired, but a, I'm going to take a little nap tired. Yeah, get that juice. Get that dab. And your next next week, Gary, to get your second, your second jab. My second jab is next week. Make your appointment. Yeah. Well, we got some cool, cool tunes to play us in. We're introducing Cape Weather with their song Keep a Secret off their Slow Dance EP. But before that, we're starting off with a song called Cherry Pit by Luna Lee. A semi-recent single. Yes. So get that cool, cool, chill tunes while you get the juice. On BFF.
Listening to Despair on the Air on the Internet. I'm Gary. And I'm Angie. And today we have with us another local favorite, Cape Weather. Introduce yourselves, please. Hi, I'm Natalie from Cape Weather. And I'm Eric from Cape Weather. And we're Cape Weather. <laughs> Together, we are Cape Weather. Cape Weather. Woo! 
and we are so excited to chat with y'all today. I guess the best place to start would be tell them how did you start making music as individuals and then how did you come together to form Cape Weather? I've been singing and playing music for most of my life. It just kind of was something second nature to me um, and I think Eric as well just based on what I know of him. <laughs> of the lore. Of the... Eric, Eric lore. Um, and then we actually met at um, music school in college and Ooh. kind of have been playing together ever since then. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played in Natalie's band. It yes. was just Natalie. This, my, our, my original band was just Natalie Smith and band. <laughs> and um, after many years, Eric was like, we should be a band band. And I was like, okay. Um, and, and, and a lot of the people who- And she jumped out of her chair and said, <laughs> I'll do it. And yeah. it's great because a lot of the people who still play with us now were kind of in that original college project. So that's been great. Yeah, that was, uh, and uh, Big Thief's own Andrew Swarlow was your bass player. Yeah. Very Ooh. cool. Yeah, he awesome. just produced like Bony Bear and stuff. Awesome. Nice. Super, super cool. So, in your teen days, what bands did you go crazy over? Fiona Apple. Ooh. I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I didn't say Blink-182. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's that's think, yeah. I mean, teens are long. It's like 13 yeah. to 19. So, if we're talking early teens, like... Yeah, let's take a tour. Okay, definitely Avril Lavigne, Sync, but it was kind of like, you know, you could see it getting angstier and angstier. I was really mm -hmm. into like Fifi Dobson as well, who was like Canadian Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Wait, I think Avril is Canadian. Oh, Avril is Canadian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is the Canadian Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Maybe different providences oh or whatever. And, but then like definitely um, Fiona Apple and Liz Fair and Lilith Time. And then I also grew up in Northern California. So there was like a plethora of Sublime and um, bands like that. Um, I definitely have been to a 311 concert. Nice. Have you been to the 311 cruise? Ooh, I don't think I don't think we're no. we're deep in the 311 verse that much to <laughs> go on a, to go on a cruise. cruise. But I was definitely yeah second grade. I was super into 311, and I saw them Halloween night, one of my favorite concerts ever. I saw them Halloween night. It was Alien Ant Farm opened, then 311, and then Shack. Shaq, Shaq rapped for like an hour and 311 backed him up and they were all dressed up as Kiss. I was and my little boy brain just exploded. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. That's genuinely so cool. What a lineup. It was seriously the most chill time. When people ask you this question, Eric, who are like the cool artists you list? Oh, the cool artists? Um, <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Well, just the Numero group just put out this new compilation I was listening to today about soul from Minneapolis. That was really good. It's a lot of guys, yeah. some jazz, and, you know, of course. Uh, no, um, I don't know. From back in the day, though, teens. Teen Eric. Teen Eric. 13, I was a hippie, so I was into fish. Very nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then I made the switch. 
to pop punk and ska. Yeah. So I was in a ska band and we opened up for like Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish. Oh, very cool. His band name was excellent. Band name was? Team Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Ska. So a lot of that kind of stuff. And then I think around 11th grade, I got into like hip hop and indie music and Beck and the Flaming Lips. And then I was like, fellas, I... <laughs> I think I, I think I just like all types of music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't have to identify huh. as uh, I'm a punk. I'm a goth. I was goth for a year. I was like a mall goth in like seventh grade. A little AJ yeah, I was a little AJ Soprano. Yes, that's totally um, okay. I think yeah. teen teen years are about identity exploration. Yeah, it's about learning. You try everything out. I had a country yeah. phase once, so. That's because your dad. You had a country phase? Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm just now going through my country phase. Like good country or like great, like stadium oh. radio country? <laughs> Both. Like I'll find, I'll, I'll be like, Natalie, have you heard Willie Nelson's first album? It's amazing. Each song is under two minutes. And then Natalie's like. Natalie's like, have you heard Blake Shelton's new song? <laughs> um, the one that goes, shoot it back and shoot it back and shoot it back and spit. Wow. Uh, isn't that crazy how we can't tell if we're ironic or unironic? Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's like the the room of music. <laughs> it's so good. And also, also, what? it's just wild, pop country. <laughs> Truly, um, Natalie, how did you feel when the new Fiona Apple album came out this past year? Um, I loved it, but I also probably wouldn't turn it on for just like listening pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a record that I listened to a couple times very deeply to digest, but it's also a very heavy record. Yeah. You know, and just, I felt like I, I had to read the lyrics as well with it just to fully um, consume it and understand it. But it's definitely a heavy record. You know, there's kind of multiple kinds of art where it's like fun, leisure art and music. And then there's also like, this is a very important piece. Um, and, and I felt like it was like a very important piece and it was really beautiful. Um, but like if- Really heavy movie or something. Yeah, like, like a heavy like movie. Requiem for a Dream is a fantastic movie. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> I no, yeah, I understand what you're saying. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, you don't turn it on when you drive to Target. <laughs> yes, exactly. But there's yeah, it's it's beautiful. She's she's wonderful. Awesome. No, yeah, I feel that way about Mount Erie's album. Like it's a it has Crow in the title. It's the one he wrote right after his wife passed away. Mm -hmm. It's a, a fantastic album, but yeah, I'm never gonna listen to it again because I dehydrated my body with so many tears. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah. Would not listen again. Exactly. Say a lot of movies, too. I'm like, excellent movie. We'll, we'll recommend to everybody. We'll not indulge in a second time, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But we were curious, though. What were some of the first venues and places you all started playing at as musicians where you felt really comfortable? And then maybe who were some of the first acts you played alongside with that made you feel really inspirational and like supported on stage? Well, I know that Eric, this is a great question, and I know that Eric and I kind of come from different different backgrounds with this. I grew up in Northern California, Eric grew up in South Florida, um, <laughs> and I know he was playing professionally or somewhat professionally at a much younger age than I. Um, I kind of just was playing alone or singing in choir um, at, up until I never really played at a venue until college. I still am not truly comfortable. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, playing with Eric makes me feel comfortable um, and inspired and playing with these people who I've played with for, for years at this point make me feel comfortable and excited. And then just some of the venues here in Los Angeles um, are comfortable and um, just the people who work there are fantastic. Eric, I think Eric has more interesting background. <laughs> you sort of painted me into a corner because you said me. Now I feel like I have to say you. Oh no. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't, you yeah. don't. Truly. <laughs> no, you do make me feel very comfortable on stage. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know. I've been playing in like venues since I was like 12, 12 or 13. Wow. Like Battle of the Bands and stuff like that. So South Florida had a very hot music scene. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, we were, we were, you know, everyone, there was plenty of places to play. And I feel like. The, yeah, the music community down there was really large and it, everything was cool. Like there wasn't like a bad type of music where you said there was like, there was a lot of sublime. There was like a lot of like Latin music and punk music and mm-hmm. ska music. Like everything was sort of in, in Florida because Florida is so cool. freaking crazy. When I was in high school, there was a bar, it was called Alligator Alley, where Ooh. our bass player, uh, Brian Lang and I used to play. and. Brian, he was in like the coolest fucking band. Sorry, can I curse? Yeah, of course. Oh, yes. We're on the internet radio. (laughs) He was in the fucking coolest band I've ever seen in my life (laughs) called, um, should I give the name or is he going to get angry? They're called Haggis McGaggis and they were a (laughs) funk band and they were really, really sick. And my terrible band in middle school, we were like, man, if we could just only open up for Haggis McGaggis, then, you know, we will really have made it. And so that day came when we opened up for Haggis McGaggis at Alligator Alley when I was in the eighth grade and Brian made me feel really comfortable and really good. He had dreads at the time and it was amazing. (laughs) And he wore like a little, like, what do they call it? Like what do painters wear? Like French painters? Oh, beret. Yeah. He was wearing like a little beret and he had dreads and he was like, yeah, man, you guys sound really good. That's really, you know? So once we got the the Brian blessing from Haggis McGaggis on an alligator alley, alligator alley where I was eating literally fried alligator, because oh that's what they served there, because it's Florida, mm-hmm. and I I don't know that sort of set me off. I was like, you know what, I can do this professionally because like the baddest bass player in town told me I could. Brian Lang no longer has dreads and no longer wears a beret. <laughs> But he is French. He's not French. (laughs) That's so important, though, when you're, like, that age, like, to really, like, have people, like, support you and be like, yeah, you know, like, help you kind of, like, discover, like, you know, instead of being, like, some people are so gatekeeping and rude about it. So it's really important at that young age to have experiences that are so positive like that and that are, like, dreams point. Yeah. Totally. I remember pretty early in our years as a band, we got we opened up for Hazel English at, cool. in, um, in San Francisco. And I, I mean, we hadn't been a band for that long and we had only played like two or three gigs and just to be asked to do something at that level so quickly was like, oh, it was very reassuring. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, cool. Like our goal of sort of being in this scene worked out and now we're, we're, we're in the scene that we want to be in. This is great. Yeah, I also grew up in Alabama for a long time, so I've also indulged in fried alligator. It's all right. Chicken. Did it's you hang at the chicken. Nick? 
<laughs> no, I was I was just a kid when I was I was like under 13 the whole time I lived there. Ah, I just okay. remember we went to a crawfish festival and they did not serve chicken, so I had to eat fried alligator nuggets. Yeah. And I was mad, and I was the oldest of like the children. And my parents were like, "You can't tell the other kids it's alligator, because <laughs> or else everybody's gonna throw tantrums." It's basically <laughs> chewier chicken. It's good. No. Yeah. I've never had it, but I am going to Florida next month. Go to Alligator Alley. It's still so um, maybe I will try it. I'm not sure. Crawfish is the best, though. It's just basically mini lobsters. I'm not into. I'm not into them. Really? And and I am a crawfish head. Or sorry, I'm a seafood head. Okay. Yeah. Like my house, our internet name is Shrimp Dome Studios. <laughs> yes. And my studio where we record a lot of uh, Cape Weather music is called the Locks Box. Nice. So I'm a fishy dude. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe it's because crawfish come from like I think rivers and stuff and ponds more so than the, the ocean. Or do they? Maybe they're just so small and it just doesn't the writ the the reward isn't worth the work. Yeah. In my opinion. Definitely. It's more of a social thing. Like when you do Korean barbecue, you have to wait. Like. Totally. Yeah. Versus if you're starving, you're not gonna want that. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Yeah. I want a lobster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we like to congratulate you for mentioning Florida for the first time on this show. Yeah, I don't think. All you're right. Florida, a Florida pals. No. Yeah. Wait, are you yeah. from Florida? No, no. no. Oh. I just like we were just excited because we're reaching all, um, all the states. Oh, oh very cool. Yeah. <laughs> people from there, people based in there. We like to have people from all over since all we used to be 50. SoCal only bands. Mm-hmm. But the past year, we branched. We're trying to branch out. So, yeah. And would you care to talk about your favorite gig memory, either one that you played or attended? Well, attended, I mean, it's got to be Shaq. I know. You, yeah, you can't yeah. beat that. I mean, you already, you already gave There'll us... never be anything better than that. No. <laughs> you know... I think my favorite gig that I ever attended was 2004 No Doubt Blink-182 tour. Wow. Um, that was awesome. Travis Barker had those drums that floated around <gasps> and Gwen Stefani did push-ups a lot and that was <laughs> um, So that was awesome. My favorite gig that Cape Weather has played was probably our last gig before the pandemic at Gold Diggers in Los Angeles and it was just um, a celebration of our last record release and a lot of people were there, a lot of friends and people in the community and I think it, um, you know, has holds a, 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 a good place in my heart and mind just because we didn't really know that was going to be the last gig yeah, for so long. Yeah. So kind of in retrospect, it, it had, holds different meaning. Definitely. Yeah, and it definitely felt special at the time. And then once the world closed down, it was like, wow, cool. Thank God we got to experience that right before we could not experience anything like that. Absolutely. Super bittersweet, too, because um, uh, Small Forward, who is on the program past summer. I you know. know. They won't probably be playing together very much soon. They are not, but they all they're all doing such wonderful things now. Yes. And Campbell, the bass player from Small Forward, adopted one of my cats. Oh, oh very um, small world. Um, small Forward, Small World. They're yes. lovely. Yes. They're lovely people and humans. And I wish all of them all the best individually and together. And 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's warm. Yeah. And we have one last question before we cut to break. We wanted to know if you could walk us through kind of your lyrical and your musical composition processes because mm. I don't think there's any music right now out there that sounds like Cape Weather. It's so like polished and it's so different and there's a lot of like I can tell there's so much like um, maybe story behind like what goes into like the sound like like it's rich in terms of like a history I don't know very much about like what goes behind the scenes of music so I might be just babbling oh no, you're fine words. but yeah could you walk us through like how you develop your songs well we, I mean, we drink ayahuasca first no. <laughs> no 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 um so every I'm gonna try to think more of the last a uh, couple things we put out. We haven't. We have new music coming out, so actually, I'll just think of everything. Yeah. Um, so I mean, every song is really different. It, it can either be um, something that I start on my own um, and then bring it to Eric as like, let's finish this one together, or it's like a whole song and bring it to Eric and we work on the production and kind of edit it and finesse it or sometimes we just sit together and completely start something from scratch so it just really depends on the moment and the inspiration but you know we we really do think a lot about the story and just kind of the sound and what we want the greater picture to look like Eric you want to chime in here yeah I feel like lyrically that's where like I feel like you take a lot of the reins and because I know that I suck at lyric writing, but I, but I do know the difference between good lyrics and bad lyrics. I don't think I could write lyrics to a song that weren't trying to be funny. And, and Natalie can write earnest lyrics that don't sound corny, which is like the hardest thing. Yeah, it, it really is. It's so hard. And especially to, to deliver things earnestly that it's not like, you know, Mac DeMarco or Father John Misty, where it's like, look at us being all earnest. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that being said, I do love their music and mm -hmm. would love it even if they didn't make fun of themselves for, you know, being earnest right after. I love that too. But um, I guess production wise, there is like a lot of thought that goes into how it sounds. I'm sort of a. I don't know. I, I feel like I got a, a lot a good education in music history through my mother, who was like a, a radio DJ. Oh, very up. cool. Yeah, my so she was like the morning DJ on my way to school, and Aww. You know, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Would she say she say have a good day at school, Eric? She would. <laughs> oh yeah. Aww. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, like don't be in the car and be like, <laughs> yeah. Don't forget your algebra homework. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's my mom was the DJ and my dad was he was um, part of a record chain called uh, Peaches Records on the East Coast. It didn't really make its way out here, but I actually was at a coffee shop in Long Beach and they did have a Peaches Records crate. Cool. Um, that was holding CDs, which was pretty rad. But my dad was a total culture is a total culture vulture and would just show me the who like i don't know just very my music taste was very curated as a young person and then i feel like going on tour with nick waterhouse um in 2014 i got like like a master class in just music history from him and and uh as well as like production master class from him because he produces all of his own records so i don't know 
being able to like listen critically and make things sort of critically became very natural to me from Nick Waterhouse, I'd say. I also think very, something very cool. that we've really tried to do is not just be like, whatever is the vibe right now. Like we mm -hmm. don't, we're really adamant about making songs and not just making vibes, vibes. cool beats to start Yeah, to. exactly, yeah. Um, so it's really important to us, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter as much like what the, what the, you know, like general like genre category is as long as it's just like a song like can you play it on acoustic guitar and sing sing it to me mm -hmm. um so i think that's really important to us yeah definitely totally know what you mean in terms of like music that's like you can't help but sing along and like feel the story behind it and put your own like think of a music video almost in your head versus music that's kind of just there to fill the void nice thank you i mean i also do I, I hope to almost accomplish both because sometimes I don't want to like listen that critically to, mm -hmm. to music and I just want it on in the background. So it's like if we could, if you could put our music at like a four in your car and have a phone call and be like, oh, this is nice. I'm having a nice little day. And then if you turn it to turn it up to eight, you can be like, oh, wow, there's a story here. And when you zoom in, like no matter what, it's sort of like all listenable. You can get stuff to it or, you, you know, get stuff from it. So mm -hmm. like yeah. we try and that that's definitely on purpose and especially with that with our new batch of songs it was like this was the first time where we sat down because we had so much time during the pandemic we actually like sat down and was and we're, we were like cool let's just write a song a day pretty much and see what happens like i don't know you hear stories of like tom petty or bruce springsteen writing like 80 songs for born to run like mm -hmm. and they picked like the best 10 and so we definitely did that and we, we got good I feel like this last year at like streamlining songs and not being precious and putting in more work mm -hmm. song wise we did not write 80 songs no. <laughs> we wrote 90 <laughs> <laughs> well awesome 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 and we will have more chat and conversation right after this block of tunes on despair on the air. Thanks for listening to the first half of our interview with Cape Weather. Yes, we're going to have a block of tunes for you. The first of which is a song from Small Crush called Unhealthy from their self-titled album. Yes, a Bay Area local. Then we got a pick by Cape Weather called Taking You Out by Brian Lang from the album Goldline. Angie, remember trains? Remember trains, the metro? Trains and automobiles. Remember the metro? I sure hope to take public transportation again once things and events are back up and running. Yeah. Then to finish off the block, we're playing the song Pretty by Fox Academy and Sipper. Yeah. Cool, cool tunes for a cool, cool listener. So stay tuned to Despair on the Air on BFF.FM. I'm always tired even though I sleep too much and I'm calm. 
Hey, what's in. been up? <laughs> Nothing much. What's been up with you? How was your break? Our break was good. Yes, good. we uh, talked about the 405. We talked nice. about it. 405. Cool. There was an SNL reference thrown in there. Very cool. Very cool. Definitely. <laughs> but we were curious. Um, when y'all play live, what is your like favorite song from your rep- repertoire to perform? Like, is there one you really enjoy because it gets the crowd really going, or is there's one that's just like personally to you, just always like you look forward to putting on the set list? I don't remember what playing live is like anymore, <laughs> but I the thing that immediately popped in my head is I love playing orchestration. I don't know. Uh, there's a great guitar solo in there, and. Um, it's just fun. I personally enjoy playing a song called Slow Dance because I know that the crowd likes it. <laughs> That's like the one where everyone's everyone bops their head. And as a drummer, uh, I feel like I'm doing my job when people are like, oh, mm, mm, uh. <laughs> he was bopping his head. Definitely. You couldn't see. Thank you. And not shadow boxing like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> I like um, 
the um what is that what's it called first what's the name of a song that like comes out after a release encore uh, oh, yeah an extra uh encore. an encore what? single B-side? Uh, B-side. yeah the when the money runs dry oh, i really you. loved that one when that came out and um were you able to play that at all because like, it came out during quarantine oh yeah we've we've been playing it uh we were playing it before we we recorded it with the with the thought of putting it on the record or, uh, originally but then kind of just felt like the the it didn't completely fit mm. but yeah it sounded a little too different than the other tunes but we still wanted it to be included, so this was kind of our compromise for that. Yeah. Um, awesome. I really love that one, though. I, yeah, it's a good jam. It's very good. Thank you. It's good to listen to while you're driving on the 405. Yeah. <laughs> I totally at, blanked at them. Four. I was like, what is that called? A, B, uh, a B-side, an extra something. An extrovert. An extrovert. <laughs> you put out several music videos this past year. What is your favorite part of making a music video? I love making videos. Mostly I love making videos because Eric makes our videos. <laughs> um, this guy does everything. <laughs> he can't write lyrics. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Eric has directed pretty much all of our music videos, except we have a new video coming out on May 13th that I directed and shot and starred in. <laughs> um, but Eric has directed everything that we put out before and it's just always so fun. Um, I think my favorite video we've made has been the big time video, which is kind of like a neo horror thing and and it was just fun because we went with like a handful of friends to the desert and just had a great weekend mm -hmm. um you want to talk about videos a little bit yeah we rented an airbnb in the desert and totally like pretty much just gutted it <laughs> like <laughs> moved a bunch of shit around and um i yeah it was just incredibly fun and we like stayed up all night and we made you know dinner together and it was just like super fun um our dp andrew garrity is a legend he's, he's also done all of our videos with us yes. except for the, the one that natalie <laughs> directed by herself um yes he he's an actual uh film pro i feel like i have I, I i have just good taste with music videos but i'm no visual genius and it's nice that i get to uh i get to take credit for andrew garrity's visual genius and um you're just a good team right we're we're sort of the cape weather of, <laughs> cape, weather of cape weather music videos very cool partnerships Power yes. Sub partnerships awesome. within partnerships. <laughs> Everything in is is an investment. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> and then, are there any songs you've yet to cover that you're really desperately wanting to? That's like kind of always on the mind of like. Oh, I, really I feel like I'm always pitching Natalie covers, and she's always like, "No." <laughs> I'm pretty sure Eric has a list in his phone, and he's always like, "We should cover this," and I'm like, "No, thanks." <laughs> so many songs. The list is endless. Uh, where have all the cowboys gone? Paula Cole. Yeah. Seabird by the Alesso Brothers. Hold Me Tight by the Beatles. I wanted to do at one point. Say You'll Be There. Spice Girls. I love that song. Yeah, let's do it. No. 
See? <laughs> That's a live reaction. That was real. I feel like y'all would be really good at like doing like a reimagining of like some of the like really old 60s surf rock would songs. Oh, yeah. we talked about doing Surfer Girl at one point. Mm -hmm. We also worked. We also started making a cover of uh, the Strokes song. Under control. Under control. Oh, beautiful. Um, oh, there. So the Beach Boys did an advertisement for Barbie dolls, like in 1960. So and cool. It, if you should look it up, it's they didn't release it. It's on or it's only on YouTube. But if you just Google the Beach Boys Barbie, it's like a three-minute epic song. About about Barbie dolls, but it's Brian Wilson singing about like she's the queen of the prom, and and he yes! sings like, he sings so incredibly high on it, it's unbelievable. And I wanted to cover that, and but said, immediate no, no. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe someday. If you could write a song for your favorite TV show or movie, what would it be and what would the song be about it would be a uh, telephono and it would be played on catwoman on a... <laughs> the basketball <laughs> scene <laughs> no that they actually did use our song <laughs> no no sorry batwoman, batwoman the tv show nice write a song for your favorite tv you i mean i'd love to write a song for the sopranos <laughs> oh. back in time yeah I would love to pitch David Chase one of our songs. Ooh, I would love to do be a band on stage in the new Twin Peaks. Mm, yes. yes. That would be fun. That was the you best he, like, David Lynch literally gives them three and a half minutes to just perform at the end of an episode. I know. Yeah. I thought that was so cool at the end of every episode. I was like, yeah. okay. Sure. I would love to write a song for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put us on it. <laughs> Play like a comedy song? No, just yeah, we get us. to perform as the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> very, very cool. Oh, sorry, you guys. Or no, the Tonight that's Show. Awesome. <laughs> I like to like think to about now. That. It's like if they did a, a Sopranos Reaper or a Sopranos Magic. They are doing one. Yeah, it's yeah. a prequel. What? Yeah. <gasps> Sopranos prequel movie with James Gandolfini's son. Oh, actual son. Oh, Oh my god, there has to be a scene where he looks at his bank account and like there's no money left and like he like owes people money and they're coming after him and then like the money runs dry track plays like very oh, yes. low down in the background, like echoing from like another room. Yeah. Oh, great. Absolutely. And then and he's, be a music supervisor. Supervisor. And he's like sweating yeah. and he's like sweating and <laughs> Hey HBO music supervisor. Yeah. yeah. Get get wise. <laughs> I'll I'll do I'll put whatever in the song. If you want Natalie to go Maron <laughs> yeah. in it, we will. Gabagool. That's no a lot of Scarol, Tony. <laughs> no more Gabagool on the table, Tony. Some Gabagool. <laughs> Gary looked at the release date. It's supposed to come out this September. I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's a movie. Wow. Guess who's in it? We're we're oh putting God. it into the universe right now. We're putting it out into the Sopranoverse. We are right now. Sopranoverse, I love it. Move over, Lord, Marvel. Lord Tony, if you're listening, put us in the Sopranos reboot, please. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> and then we were curious during quarantine, are there any local artists or artists from anywhere really in the world that you've been listening to um, frequently? Or is there anybody who you used to play alongside with who you are really missing during this time? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the person that I am <laughs> listening to all the time is actually someone that Eric used to play with. Um, I love Rachel Goodrich. 
She is a LA musician, also a South Florida musician. She has a fantastic new record out um, called Ibba Jibba. Yeah. Um, also in that same kind of scene, um, it, Jenny O has the record out that Eric and I both love. Um, Pageants. Yeah. Also, Brian Lang, of formerly of Haggis McGaggis, yeah. aforementioned. He's beautiful. Uh, great music. Um, yep. Pageants are very good as well. Eric you like them. With them sometimes as well. Yep. Small forward. They don't exist anymore. Oh, rip in peace. Rips. They're still streamable. I mean, still streamable. Small forward. (laughs) Yeah, they'll live on the ears forever. So yeah, great music all around. Love the LA scene. Definitely, we're still standing very strong. Mm Mhm. And then, not only on Instagram, you do a lot of gardening and you show off a lot of your beautiful plants and flowers. So we were curious, do you have a favorite plant or flower? I love all plants. No, I don't love all plants. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately took that back. There are some um, plants that are difficult. and We can't have that information out there, that she likes all (laughs) plants. Um, I mean, I do a lot of gardening and I'm really passionate about native ecologies and restoring Um, you know, California wildlife through uh, the planting of native plants. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love houseplants. So um, if we're talking favorite houseplant, I got recently a cutting of a Syngonium album that I really love. Um, As far as California natives, salvias are a great, easy plant and they smell great. My personal favorite is the um, Lepicenia fragrance. Very cool. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any tips for beginners, people who like really want to get into like gardening or like taking care of houseplants during this time, but like want to start off with a like a hardy plant to like, you know, ease into it? I could use this because I am the plant killer. I helped Eric get his plants and I'm still kind of helping him weekly. I check his plants for over (laughs) or underwatering. But I think the number one thing is, especially for houseplants, people generally overwater them. So just kind of less water, um, less, so more water, but less often. So like a deep watering. Yes. She taught me that I I see, I thought don't overwater. It meant don't smother the plant in water. But what it really means is like what you just said, yeah, <laughs> but I, but she like took one of my house plants and just like drenched it in water. And I was like, Whoa, you're going to kill my plant. She's like, no, you wait longer to water it because I'm over watering it right now. That does make sense. Especially if you're taking care of like a desert plant or like, you know, something mm-hmm. native to here because it never really rains, but sometimes when it does rain, it pours. Yeah. So that's more like, you know, natural than like a sprinkle. Like, I guess that'd be better, I guess for like, Washington State native plants where it like drizzles every day, but it doesn't. But I like... mean, a lot of house plants are tropical plants and not native oh, to California, okay. but still just like deeply watering them, filling up that pore space, and then like kind of letting it evaporate over time. Okay. Um, and then just some easy plants that are house plants to start with are kind like a ZZ plant, snake plants, um, pothos, philodendrons. Those are all pretty hardy and really great. Rubber tree. I would say it's more like a medium plant, but good job, Eric. <laughs> I have that. Ooh. You do have that. And then, I don't know, outdoor gardening is kind of a whole different ball game, but it's always good to, you know, just 
just try stuff. Yeah. Go for it. I've been it. growing mushrooms myself. I've, Not like the like the psychosibilin mushrooms, like the mushrooms you Oh my god, I would love to grow mushrooms. I've never done it, but I heard you can buy some starter packs and like grow them on logs and things. Yeah. I can I bought, sell you yeah. some mushrooms if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a starter pack. It's like they explain it to you, so I feel like you can DIY it. It's basically like they somehow get the spores and they like put them on like a big brick of coffee grounds. Cool. And you soak it and yeah, I've grown tons of little mushrooms and they're delicious. Oh my God, I love that. This is like the most earnest I've sound all recording. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it, no, I, it's really fun. I've been really enjoying it. Cause I am not a plant, I've never grown a plant. So I thought, you know, mushrooms are a fungus. They are meant to grow, you know, yeah. they're not, they're no babies. Gonna That's grow. so interesting. Yeah, I'd eventually grow. would love to have just like a homestead where I have I'm growing my own food and mushrooms would definitely be included in that. Awesome. Sounds like a cult. <laughs> no. Do you want to join my cult? <laughs> and do we all wear robes and <laughs> you got nice brochures? Yes. Are you the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh or <laughs> no? I, I, I... Speaking of food. Can you please define your perfect bagel? Define the perfect bagel. I have a weird, my bagel's weird. Okay, I'll be honest with you. My more traditional okay. Okay, so my bagel is a sesame bagel with a, I have two favorites, either just like the classic lox bagel, cream cheese onion caper lox, or I do like a sesame bagel with scallion cream cheese, tomatoes, and capers. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Um, I got a weird bagel. I know it's weird, but what I do is I get a bagel, plain bagel from Maury's down the street. Maury's. Maury's bagels. It's great. It's very good. It's great. I get smashed avocado yeah. as my base, locks, smoked locks on top, and lemon drizzle on top of it. <gasps> You gotta do like a lemon juice on your locks. It's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer. It's basically like an avocado toast yes. with locks on top and lemon. You can't get behind the the avo and the locks combo. But also, I've never tried it. I just hate on him every time. But like whenever you get like a fancy avocado toast, like locks come on it. It's great. Locks come on it. <laughs> locks come on it. <laughs> I guess it's it makes sense. I eat like baked white fish with avocado and tomatoes on top. Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, at least you don't do like a cinnamon sugar avocado. Oh, yeah. No, like, no. Or like an Asiago or something like that. It's, no, no. I'm so sorry if you love that. <laughs> I'm sure there's. But well, you are a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody who goes in and they're like, can I get the lock sandwich? And they're like, sure. You know, everything bagel, um, poppy bagel. And they're like, can I get the, like, the cinnamon raisin bagel? Can I get the cinnamon sugar bagel? <laughs> yeah. And the hey, I'm really sorry, like, but... what? Sorry, but can I? I'm really sorry to do this, but I'll take the cinnamon raisin bagel. Yeah, I know you only make one a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, bagels are really important to us. Oh yeah. A delicious food group. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up our conversation, I have three questions to kind of play us out. The first of which are: Are there any artistic projects you're working on besides Cape Weather that you'd like to talk about or plug right now? 
I am not really working on any other artistic projects. Cape weather is my thing, but I am planting gardens for people in Los Angeles. So if you want help with gardening, if you love fruits and vegetables like I do, hit me up on Instagram. Awesome. At Plant Smith. Yeah, with three eyes. Very cool. It's sort of a bless. I mean, it's not sort of. It's an actual blessing because she like did all of like our friend group's plants for our houses. Cool. And it's sort of like a rite of passage if you're one of Natalie. If you're really one of Natalie's friends, she'll come over and do your plants. Aww. But also, if you pay her money, she will just also I'll do your do plants. Better job. <laughs> yeah, she'll yeah. kill it harder. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric is doing so many fantastic projects, so please tell them about it because I'm like the biggest fan of you. Stop. <laughs> so um, I'm in a comedy group slash band called The Cooties. They're my favorite band. Awesome. Um, we do that, and I just produced an album for a gal named Jenna Wad, and I produce a <laughs> I produce a podcast for iHeartRadio called Gangster Party Line. Yeah. Um, based on the viral sensation Gangster Party Line, and that's it. Awesome. Busy, busy. Booked, busy, and blessed, busy as they say. <laughs> Booked, busy, and blessed. Booked, busy, and blessed. So blessed, I threw my phone in my car this morning. <laughs> I was so stressed out. I understand. About scheduling. <laughs> No, I totally understand. I'm a grad student right now, so people are like, at least you're busy during this, like, you know, boring time. I'm like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm still working just as much as I was before, actually even more so. Yeah. But the different and the difference is at least before I would have like 15 minutes to walk between buildings, walk to my car, yeah. drive. Now it's like, okay, time to log into the next Zoom meeting. Right. Yeah, my whole <laughs> yeah. day is just Zooms. Exactly. But anyway, um, all right, so what's on the docket for Cape Weather? Is there anything we can look yeah. forward to in the future? Anything you'd like to tell us? May 13th. We have something to tell you. Lean okay. in close. Awesome. Cape Weather's releasing our new single, Alice, May 13th. Very, very ASMR. cool. On all streaming platforms, Alice working on as you know we wrote those 90 songs during the pandemic mm-hmm. um <laughs> so we kind of uh cut those down to our favorite 10 11 and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're releasing a record but we're gonna release it um in chunks over time so the first part of that is coming out uh the first single's coming out may 13th and uh we'll be just kind of rolling them out after that we be dropping little nuggets dropping um nuggets as eric said <laughs> dank nugs so, yeah we're really excited I, i've honestly been getting more excited uh we as it's getting closer just i'm really proud of the songs um i'm really proud of the the players on it and just the performances i'm you know i think it sounds great i'm excited it's the best thing we've done okay. in my opinion awesome no we super look forward to it may 13th right around the yeah. corner I'm excited. I said that so many times. I'm super excited. Don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe. <laughs> I'm super excited to show you our new song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then where can everybody find you across the web to check out what's going on in the meantime? Um. On Instagram, we are at Cape underscore weather. And that's kind of it. And then YouTube, Cape weather. Very and cool. Google, 
Cape Weather. Google Cape Weather. We and suck at Twitter. And uh, website is capeweatherband.com. Any TikTok? No. <laughs> I refuse. It's a lot of work. We A lot of our artists have um, gotten into it. And some of them are like, oh my God, yeah, I got like a million views overnight. I have no idea how. And other people are like, this app is strange. It's a really mixed, mixed reviews. I, I just, I can only have one social media. <laughs> I refuse because I just disagree with the whole the whole concept of social media i think that it is just ruining society i think that it pits people against each other and makes people compare themselves and it's just a drain on you know the beauty of the actual world and i could really go in deeper on this but that's not what this is about we will be selling merch in the future that says get off the internet awesome Um, and tiktok is like injecting the internet into your arm it's a lot it's certainly the most um like not to be i guess like going on maybe like instagram is more like a little little smoke of weed i feel like Mm -hmm. (laughs) tiktok is tokyo yeah it's like drowning everything at once at a party yes i feel like i'm spilling out of a bar in shinjuku at three in the morning with a bunch of japanese businessmen that to me is tokyo uh, yeah, but also you can, you. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like you can feel it. Like you go, you open an app, you you go through social media. You can actually feel like the drain on your body and mm-hmm. your mind and your spirit. Um, and so I just don't want to partake, but also have to partake. Yeah. Um. So it's just a, a complicated relationship. That it is. It's like a it's- mindset on how to train your brain to use social media in a healthy way it's super difficult i mean i'll go on tiktok and i'll see these people like get so many um views just by making playlists and then like dancing with their little playlists and i'm like oh my god me and carrie we make playlists constantly we could do that but i'm just not the person to dance in front of a camera (laughs) yeah or like I didn't know I needed those pants until 10 minutes ago. Oh, know? yeah, that's the worst. Why am I? Why are these pants in my... I'm about to buy these, like, this thing that I didn't even... I don't know. Close it. Shut it down. <laughs> I think the Google advertisers hate me, though, because I will click on things and be like, huh. And then they'll be like, hey, did you want to get this? And I just... I never buy anything. I'm yeah. the worst at buying things. I will wait until I absolutely need something to buy it. That's the way to go. Or secondhand. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the ad execs at Google will be like, what's wrong with this woman? (laughs) She always clicks on our stuff and she never commits. Not for them. Yeah. I just like to look. I'm a window shopper. I get a lot of gratitude simply from putting stuff in a cart going, hmm, and then just going, clicking away. Absolutely. Probably crazy people behavior for me, but (laughs) that's just who I am. You guys, this is so fun. It yeah. has. It has been super fun. And we thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you thank for you. coming on the show. And of course. We have tunes and a performance from Cape Weather coming up on the program. So, so stick stay around. tuned. And this has been Despair on the Air. And there you have it. That was our interview with Cape Weather. It sure sure was. And we got another block of tunes. And then the performance by Cape Weather. But first, let's hear a pick by Cape Weather 
called I Don't Want to Live Alone Anymore by Jenny O. Like the turkey. Turkey. Like the sliced turkey. Ooh, I'm hungry. Me too. And then we have a song from Siam Jem. The song is called Right, and it's after I Saw a Swan EP that came out back in January. And then we got a new, new song called Flower by Sasha and the Valentines from the brand new LP. So you think you fell in love? Maybe. Who that be? Who that be? Because after you listen to this episode in a couple more days, what is it? Oh, it's Gary's for your anniversary. On what day, Angie? You want to tell everybody? May the fourth be with you. Insert bad Yoda impression here. <laughs> okay. I can't do Yoda. <laughs> no, I... That was pretty good. That was also kind of like Scooby. <laughs> yeah, that was Scooby-Doo. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, we watched that live-action movie recently, the first one, and that was wild. It was fun. I liked it. I like Scrappy. I don't like that they had to make Scrappy the villain. He's just a baby. Technically, in that movie, he's old, but he never aged? Or like... <laughs> I know, but he's just a baby. Puppy power. And we got a performance by Cape Weather, so please stay tuned on Despair on the Air on BFF.FM.
That was a wonderful performance. Okay, weather. It sure sure was. Please check him out on the internets. The cape underscore weather on Instagram. Yes, 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 yes. And what do we have to end the show off with, Angie? We have two songs. The first of which is from Despair Alumni, Maggie Gently. The song is Bitter Pills. And where does Maggie live? In the Bay Area. Yes, local to BFF.FM. FM. And then <laughs> we're ending the show off with Out Loud by Remember Sports. What's your favorite sport? Hmm. Connect Four. Competitive Connect Four. Very cool. And before I interrupted you, yes, that is off their brand new album, Like a Stone, that came out about a week ago. From this recording, 
Yes. But I I am am a a Gary. Oh, very very cool. You're lying. That's not cool. It isn't. I'm confused. I'm gonna go take an afternoon nap. Go take a nap after your jab, because you get sleepy now. Baby, it all depends. And you, listener, go sleep, because it's... What time is it? It's 12 a.m.? Go sleep. Close to it. Good night. Or later, if you're on a different time zone. You should be sleeping already. You can listen anytime. Yeah, you got any cool sleepy time tips, send them over to at the spirit on the air on the social media. Please do. And good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Spare on the Air on BFF.fm. <laughs>
DJs are nice and the songs are good and it's right in your neighborhood so if you love music and you love friends listen to bff.fm